I'm trying to end recording here. There, I don't know how to do that. If you keep this in, I'm gonna <laughs> kill you. No fear. Hello and welcome to View from the Top of the Goalpost. Yes, I am Chad here by myself, which is technically I'm always by myself because we do this remotely, but I'm fully alone right now because it's going to be a little weird episode this week, folks. Uh, you see, I am going to a music festival out on the East Coast, and my wife and I are driving out there. So Diesel and I do not have time to record and get this edited in its normal time frame. Thus, we are both recording our picks individually, and I am editing this together into the video that you are now watching. Hopefully it turned out pretty well. I guess we'll all find out together. But yes, I am here to do some housekeeping, AKA give you our records from last week and all that fun stuff. So we'll give you last week's record. Hit that graphic, Chad. As you can see, Diesel and I both went nine and seven, bringing both of our records to a pretty good 29 and 19. And you know, you can't really complain about that. We're both doing pretty well. Still basically at absolute zero here for so I guess we'll see who wins the you know next three thirds of the NFL or three quarters of the NFL whatever it is I don't know okay moving on to our next bit of housekeeping we have to go of course with my gambling locks of the week and we'll throw that graphic up now bah! perfect that's probably right directly over my face because I'm not editing it because it usually goes in the middle whatever you can see that the golden lock because i put it on miami finally did hit but both the bronze and silver locks did not come through for us we also only went one for two on bonus locks as baltimore lost to the colts and i don't really want to talk about that at all it was just very hurtful but the thursday night game did hit the over so we're pretty much killing it on thursday nights but at this point that's all the housekeeping that I have to do. Uh, we will be back to our regularly scheduled episode next week, aka Diesel and I will be recording it at our normal time. So we'll be together once again for our fun repartee, if you will. But at this point, I might as well throw it over to the true host of this podcast so he can get us into some picks. So take it away, Diesel. Welcome to Diesel's Dapper Dungeon of Delight. I am here. We should probably just cut the jibber-jabber. Let's make some picks. Rapid-fire style. I don't know how this is going to go, but let's try it out. Let's do it. Let's start with the first game, Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime. We have... The 2-1 Detroit Lions traveling to Lambeau Field. The Lions are favored by one and a half points with a 45-point over under. A lot of people are probably expecting me to take the Packers since I'm sitting in Lambeau Field and that's where Diesel's Dapper Dungeon of Delight resides. But... I don't know if Christian Watson is going to play. I don't know if Aaron Jones is going to play. I know that Ellen Jenkinson is going to play. 
is not going to play, I should say. And I also am not sure of David Bakhtiari. And I didn't even mention Jair Alexander. I'm more worried about the offensive side because how are we going to block Aiden Aiden Hutchinson? How are the Packers going to block Aiden Hutchinson? I think that the Lions are going to win this game, and I think it's going to be a two-possession game, unfortunately. I don't think it's going to be a very fun Thursday night for this Packer fan right here. So for the first game, I have the Lions. Thursday night football, Lions, Packers. I mean, this is a pretty big spot for both of these teams right here. Packers, after they had a miraculous stolen win from the New Orleans Saints, I truly don't know how the Saints gave that game away, but kudos to the Packers for taking it and getting the win. That's exactly what you should have done there. The Lions, on the other hand, absolutely manhandled the Atlanta Falcons, much to my chagrin because I was betting on Atlanta to win that game. But Atlanta couldn't get anything going on the ground at all with that amazing offensive line and that road grader of running backs. But I don't know. I really, it's in Green Bay. So it feels like Green Bay should have the, you know, advantage there. But I do. I'm sure Diesel talks about it in his pick. You know, I'm going with the Lions here, folks. I think once again, the Packers are a very young team but they have a lot of good pieces across the board. So they'll play in a lot of close games throughout the year. Whether they win all those close games, that's to be seen. This game, I trust far more in Jared Goff and Dan Campbell than I do in Mr. Love and Mr. LeFleur. So give me the Lions. And it looks like per the numbers right now in Vegas, the... Packers are one and a half point dogs. So I would definitely eat the points on the Lions and take that one and a half points. And the over is 46 for a bonus lock of the week right here. Uh, Hit the over on this game. I do think some points will be scored. I think both of these defenses are far far more uh, suspect than the last week might have you believe as both of those offenses they played against just really weren't clicking. Next. We have our first game in London on Sunday at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. We have 2-1 Atlanta Falcons traveling to the 1-2 Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, they're traveling to London. And if you follow the NFL, you know that Jacksonville's second home is London. So I guess they are kind of traveling to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Anyway, Jacksonville is favored by three points with a 43 and a half over under. Uh, For this game, I'm going to go with Atlanta. I don't think that Jacksonville is playing up to their expectations. They kind of started out like this last year. Uh, I'm expecting and not so great of an AFC self that they'll be able to pick it up and they'll still be in the race at the end of the year. But I like Atlanta because Atlanta has BJ Bijan Robinson and they, I mean, yeah, they didn't play very well against the lions. I'll give you that, but the lions are a really good team. As we just talked about, 
And I just don't think that uh, Jacksonville is going to be able to stop the firepower of Atlanta's offense. And I think that Atlanta's defense is going to do just enough to win this game by one. So this game is taking place in London, which is basically a home game for the Jaguars at this point because they have played so many freaking games in London that, I mean, it's their home away from home. They go there every year. They go there multiple times a year now, it seems like. So I don't really know what's going on with the Jacksonville Jaguars this year. They should be so much better than they are. And they just got absolutely boat raced by the Houston Texans. Let me say that one more time. The Houston Texans boat race the Jacksonville Jaguars, who one of the most popular dark horse Super Bowl teams in Vegas before the season started. Trevor Lawrence was all over MVP ballots for Vegas. I mean, what is wrong with this team? Why does Jacksonville just Jacksonville it? Like, I, I mean, come on. I want them to be so good. They have so many fun players to root for. And I have so many of them in fantasy football that, gosh, they make me mad. And then the other hand, you have the Atlanta Falcons, who run the ball 95% of the time because apparently Desmond Ritter can't throw the ball. And, folks, it's happened. It's over. The home winning streak of Mr. Ritter has been ended. And you know what that means? It means it's time to get him out of there, folks, and get in Haneke. I still think he's on the roster. I did not do any research to make sure to see if he was or not, but I think he might be, folks. So it's time to get our boy Haneke in there. He'll throw, he'll throw the ball all over the freaking yard, and it'll be so much better for the Atlanta Falcons. But to actually pick this game, I don't know. I, I'm not going to bet any money on this game. I think I might avoid the Jaguars in general for the rest of the year until they either completely fall apart or they figure it all out. So I am going to, I guess, because I have to pick a team, I'm going to pick Jacksonville to win this game, but I'm I'm going to stay far, far away from it as a whole because I'm not putting any money on it. And also, it's so early in the morning. But I will tell you this, I'm 100% before we go to the festival on Sunday going to be watching the Toy Story version of this game on whatever channel it's on because I don't even care who what, what AI program is doing this. I know AI is going to kill us all eventually. I am excited to see what kind of craziness that this AI-generated live Toy Story Andy's Room-inspired football game will look like. I can't wait. I'm going to be sleep-deprived and probably very high because I am going to a place where it is legal to do those kind of things. So you know what? I'm going to really enjoy that game on Sunday morning. The next game, our first game at noon, we have the 3-0 Miami Dolphins traveling to division rivals, the 2-1 Buffalo Bills. Buffalo is favored by 2.5 points with an over-under of 53.5. I don't know how you could give Buffalo the advantage in this game. Miami just scored 70 points. And granted, it was against Denver, who apparently is not very good. But Miami just scored 70 points. Zero points on defense. Zero points on special teams. 
10 offensive touchdowns. Let me repeat. 10 offensive touchdowns. I think Miami is going to pick apart Buffalo because I don't think Buffalo is that good. I think Buffalo is more like the team they were in week one than they've been in week two and three. And I think that they're finally going to face a team that is just better than them and they're going to crumble. I think that Miami is going to go 4-0. and I don't think it's going to be that close of a game. 13 points. I think Miami's going to win by, and Chad has the Ravens lock of the week. Well, you can put this one as the Dolphins flippity-floppity stamp of approval, because that's what this one is. USDA approved and stamped. Whew. Now, this, this is where the rubber meets the road. An AFC East showdown between the Miami. I could have scored a thousand points if that game was any longer. Dolphins and the Buffalo. I am going to beat every one of Chad's fantasy teams with my defense bills. I am really, really upset about this game in general, just because the Patriots are so far behind both of these teams. It feels like at this point, and is it really, it's really just the quarterback. It's a quarterback and a wide receiver, which new England has neither of, but we're not talking about new England right now. This game should be a lot of freaking fun. Uh, at this time, the Bills are currently favored, so they're minus two and a half points, less than a field goal, so this is, line is going to go back and forth, I am sure, all the way up until Sunday. The over-under is currently set at 53 and a half. I'm going to tell you right now, folks, the golden lock of the week Hammer this over. I know it seems ridiculous and it seems like I am living in the moment. But I'm going to tell you this, folks. A, Buffalo's defense is not nearly as good as what they just did against these past two teams. They are not going to get to play against the Washington Commies and the Las Vegas Raiders every week. And they're going to play against a real offense this week who will put up points. And on the other hand, the Miami defense, they're not that good. I mean, they still gave up 20 points to the Denver Broncos, who there is a real race for the bottom this year, folks, on who the worst team in the NFL is. We'll get to them like the other ones. The game actually is happening this week, so we'll get to it soon. But, my God, I just – this Miami defense isn't very good either. This over should light it up. It's supposed to be bright and sunny, clear day in Buffalo. No rain, no wind. I just, I can't believe that this, if you can get it right now, whenever you're listening to it, and it's still below 56, just hammer it. Because I could see this over legitimately hitting close to 57 or 58 by the time kickoff actually goes down, especially if the injury reports are pretty clean. As to who's winning this game, I really wish that I knew who Diesel was picking because I would probably would have just picked the opposite team to try and either get a game up on him or whatever, make it more interesting. Because I do think it's kind of a coin flip here. Uh, with that, I really don't trust in Buffalo this year. I think that they, their first game of the year was really who they are. And then these past two weeks have kind of just covered up the very glaring errors that they have on this team. I think Josh Allen reverts back into Brett Favre mode, tosses some bad interceptions in a high-scoring affair, and they lose the game in the end that way. So 
Give me Miami to win. And with the golden lock of the week, hammer that over. I would I would comfortably take this over if it gets up to 56. And I would still say, hammer it. So golden lock of the week and give me the Miami Dolphins. Moving on to the next game. At noon, we have the 0-3 Denver Broncos traveling to the 0-3 Chicago Bears. At Soldier Field, the Denver Broncos will be favored by three and a half with a 46-point over-under. Uh, as I said before, the NFL does have script writers, and this is perfect a perfect example of that. Look at two 0-3 teams. The Bears just got murdered by the Chiefs. The Broncos basically just got kicked out of the NFL by the Dolphins, as we just discussed. Now they get to face each other. They're both angry. They both don't have a win. I hope we don't get a tie. I got Denver in this game. I Even though I just said Denver's not very good, I think Chicago is the worst team in the NFL. And I don't even think it's even close. I think they should just clean house now and just try to play for that number one overall pick again, back-to-back years, because maybe finally they'll pick somebody that's going to change the history of their franchise, but I highly doubt it because it's the Chicago Bears. So in that game, I'm definitely going with Denver. I think Denver will win it by five. I don't care. It's a race to the bottom. <laughs> oh, man. I... Ooh, what? <laughs> Wow. Wow. This, this is actually a game. I'm, this is actually one of the weeks I'm happy that I don't have to watch, or I'm not going to be watching much football because I'm going to be at this music festival. So the Denver Broncos versus the Chicago bears. What a race for the bottom. This game has become both. Oh, and three, both with seasons basically being over right now. I mean, there is no reasonable way that you can say and point to any of these games that either of these teams have played and say with a straight face and say it with any confidence that these are playoff teams and that these 0-3, they will turn it around. Man, I, I don't I don't know. It's is it gonna come this game is gonna come down to who wants to lose it more. I mean, I think Denver might want to win just so that Seattle doesn't get a better draft pick from them. So in that regard, I guess I'm going to have to take Denver in this. No, you know what? You know what? I'm pretty positive. And I, I swear to you folks, I have not watched Diesel's pick, so I have no idea what he actually picked. So I could be sounding like a moron right now. But I think Diesel is going to pick Denver. And just because... I think that Denver is this bad. I think that they are somehow going to lose this game to Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears. Because I could see Justin Fields just running for 500 yards and pulling a Colin Kaepernick against the Packers from years back where he's just running up and down the field against the other team and there's nothing they can do to stop him. So screw it. I'm going to take the Chicago Bears to win this game, and I don't care. I, I don't think anyone – I don't even think the Bears fans or Denver Broncos fans care about this game. I think if the refs came out at before the game started at coin toss and said, 
we've decided we're not going to play this game and both teams are just going to take an L. I don't think anyone would be that upset about it. So that's what I'm going to say. I say both teams take an L. But since I have to pick a team to win, I will take the Chicago Bears. Uh, next game we have at noon is the 2-1 Baltimore Ravens traveling to the Step Brothers. 2-1 Cleveland Browns. Cleveland is favored by two with a 41.5 point over-under. I like Cleveland in this game. I think their defense is amazing. I feel like Baltimore is just too beat up last week. I mean, Baltimore should be 3-0. They had a lot of missed opportunities. I don't want to just blame it on the pass interference that was missed in overtime. Um, but that being said, Justin Tucker missed a 60-yard field goal to win the game. I couldn't believe my eyes. I never thought that was even possible. I didn't think that was a thing that could happen, and it did. Um, yeah, I know it wasn't great field conditions. It was raining, and it's football. That's football weather, and it sucks. Indianapolis got the win, but I just I feel like Cleveland through three weeks is the better team, and I know that Chad has his Ravens lock of the week right now, but how did that work out for him last week? Ask yourself that. If you're making a pick on this game, go with Cleveland. Trust me on that because Chad's Ravens lock of the week is a bust. Ugh. That 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 really did. That hurt. That Baltimore losing to Indy and in the way they lost to Indy as well because I the refs this year have been on a whole separate level of bad, and I know we say that every year, but it's just progressively getting worse and worse and worse as more of the actual decent referees keep getting stolen by all of the networks to come talk about how bad all of their other cohorts are or to try and cover their cohorts' asses when they make really bad calls on national television, and they're trying to go, oh, yeah, I can see what they're... No, whatever. Baltimore lost to Indy last week. And everyone went chicken little, and the sky is falling on Baltimore. The sky is falling! The sky is falling! Folks, I'm not jumping off this bandwagon. It's the Baltimore Ravens lock of the week. They're dogs again, folks. You are getting the Ravens plus points. Yeah, it's only plus two and a half, but this is an AFC North battle. And a ton of these games are determined by two points or less. So getting points on the Ravens, who are 100% going to win this game against the Browns, who don't have an offense anymore and do have one hell of a defense, though. I will say right now, bonus lock of the week, because I already have the Baltimore lock of the week on the Baltimore Ravens winning this game. Bonus lock of the week, the over-under is currently set at 41. Hammer that over, folks. I think this game is a 23-21. So not like crazy over, but it's the over. So if you can get that over at around like 42 or below, hammer it as a bonus lock. But yes, give me the Baltimore Ravens in this game. I think even with their injuries, and I don't know who the hell is going to be playing running back for them this week. Probably some guy they grab from the stands because... They're dropping like flies. 
I don't care. Lamar Jackson, he is... I just... The Colts got a weird thing. The Colts just do things to teams. The AFC South in general, they're a weird conference that mess with other teams. You either just look past them and then they surprise you or you boat race them. And this time, the Ravens got surprised. They were clearly looking past them and probably were thinking about this game against the Browns. So now, Ravens, right the ship. Lamar Jackson, get back on pace. I mean, you are still killing it statistically for the year with your passing and your throwing and your efficiency. So now let's, you know, get back on the winning ways. And Browns, I just don't really care about you without Nick Chubb. And Deshaun Watson, you look not so great anymore. I I don't know uh, if the two years off didn't help or if uh, all the alleged uh, touching was not such a good idea. Whatever it is, let's go Baltimore. And I will give me the Baltimore Ravens with the Ravens lock of the week. Next, we have the one and two Cincinnati Bengals traveling to the one and two Tennessee Titans. And here we have a team that is easily better than the other one. I think Cincinnati is easily better than the Titans. How the Titans beat uh, the Chargers just a couple weeks ago is still a big question mark. But last week, they just totally laid down and didn't even show up. And that's why they're one and two. On Monday Night Football, Cincinnati finally started to come alive a little bit. Joe Mixon got in the mix. No pun intended. Uh, Jamar Chase finally had a game this year. Um, Joe Burrow didn't look like his hamstring or calf injury is bothering him at all or not very much he played pretty well on monday night um i think that cincinnati is going to start winning some games here and their slow start is going to be behind them i have cincinnati in this game they're going to win it by 14 wow i don't think i care about this game any less really right now uh the Bengals saved their season by getting a win over the Rams this past week on Monday Night Football, so good for them. Joe Burrow avoided injury, but I don't know. I think it was a bad call playing. I think he definitely should have sat last week and probably should be sitting this week. I think the chances of re-aggravating this calf injury and causing some serious damage and him being out for the rest of the year is a real concern. But I'm not a doctor. And I don't play in the NFL, so why the hell do they care what I think? On that note, though, I'm taking the Bengals. I think that Tennessee, once again, is a joke. They're not a real good team. And they just got absolutely manhandled this last week. So I don't really see, you know, who is playing quarterback anymore. Derrick Henry, unfortunately, has looked older and slower than he's ever looked before. And I really hate saying that because I love King Henry, but feels like maybe the wheels are starting to come off finally after all these years of constant reuse and abuse. I just, I don't think Tennessee's got it anymore. So yes, give me the Cincinnati Bengals. The next game we have at noon is the one and two Los Angeles Rams traveling to the two and one Indianapolis Colts. I feel like 
Rams might not be as good as we thought they were for the, through the first two weeks. The first two games were division games, and I've said it on this podcast many times that you can't really – got to take division games with a grain of salt because they they know each other the best. They, they're always – that's the team's – the best teams lose to their division rivals, even if they're the worst team in the league, because they're, they're division rivals. We finally got a game this week with the Rams that wasn't a division game, and they didn't look very good on Monday Night Football. I Stafford didn't have any time to throw. It just, I think that Cincinnati really exposed the Rams, and that's why I am taking Indianapolis because they played really well against Baltimore. It was a really, it was shocking. I didn't think that Indianapolis was going to win that game. And not, they weren't only in it the whole time. They actually came out on top. I like Indianapolis. Uh, Richardson might be back. Even if he's not, Gardner Minshew is the man. Even though he had Dan orlovsky that play in the fourth quarter that almost cost them. But it didn't. They won in the end. I have Indianapolis winning this game by a touchdown. Once again, what a weird week of NFL action. I don't know exactly what order Diesel did the picks in. I'm just kind of recording these picks in the order that I feel like doing them. So you might be able to, it might feel a little weird how I'm talking about things. But the game right before I talked about was talking about how weird a week this NFL week is. And this game, once again, the Rams taking on the Indianapolis Colts. I, but I mean, is Anthony Richardson going to play this week? It's only Tuesday when I'm recording right now. So I have no idea if he is going to play. And... Is Sean McVay forgot how to coach football? Because he just absolutely shat the bed this past week on Monday Night Football against the Rams with a lot of weird, not Sean McVay calls by not, I don't, it was a very odd game. It, the Rams didn't look like the Rams had looked all year. And I don't know if it's the Bengals we should blame for it or if the first few weeks of Rams action were a joke. But I don't believe that. I believe in the Rams this year. I am once again, this is going to be the week. Week four is Chad sticking to his guns. Because I am heavy on the Rams this week. This is the silver lock of the week, folks. Because currently, the Rams are getting points. Because Indy just pulled off a big victory and are at home. Folks, Indy's not winning two games in a row. I, I'm sure that Diesel in his little part talked about how he is not going to disrespect Indy anymore. I'm going to disrespect Indy right here. I think that last week you got lucky. Yeah, they came in with a good plan and somehow every single break went your way and you beat Baltimore. You're still a sham of a team. I don't know if Anthony Richardson is back. I'm, you know, probably a little less hesitant on this pick because I love me some Gardner Minshew. I really do. But there's a reason that boy isn't a starting quarterback in the NFL. And I just, I think the Rams get right this week. I think it's the silver lock of the week. If you can get points for the Rams, or even if it gets to like minus two, hammer that. Rams all the way. I just, I don't see Indy winning two games in a row. I would be very shocked. Next, we have the 2-1 and one Tampa Bay Buccaneers 
Tampa Bay Baconeers traveling to the 2-1 New Orleans Saints. The Saints are favored by three with a 44.5 point over-under. After watching week three, and I watched the entire Saints-Packers game because I'm a Packers fan, so I have that on the TV with Red Zone on right next to me. Uh, and watching the majority of the Buccaneers-Eagles game, I definitely think that the, the better team in this matchup is the Saints, even without David Carr. Or David Carr. I always do that. Derek Carr. He didn't have as much of an impact when he was in the game. Yes, the, what against the Packers. They were up 17-0 at one point, and after he left the game is when the Packers came back. But Jameis Winston had similar numbers. Not saying that Derek Carr wouldn't have had an awesome second half. We don't know. He got hurt. But I'm saying that they have a capable backup who's done it before, who has started for this team before, Against a team, like I said, how the Rams got exposed on Monday Night Football, Tampa Bay really got exposed on Monday Night Football. And I think that New Orleans is going to take advantage of this one, and they're going to end the weekend with the division lead. Well, the bubble burst on Baker, huh? It was a really fun run those first uh, couple weeks there when they ran into that Eagles defense. And they still had a shot to win. I I really don't know what it is with Mike Evans. He had, it was a tale of two halves, I want to say, for Mike Evans. Because that first half of the game, it didn't look like Mike Evans even gave two Fs at all. Or was, like, even giving 80%. He didn't try, that touchdown that he dropped. I know the defender was right there, but he could have easily have caught that. It was such an easy Mike Evans catch. And then on the deep bomb where he just stopped running altogether. I'm not saying he would have got to it, but he could have gotten close, it feels like. Mike Evans got some long legs. He's a fast dude. But then you go to the second half, and Mike Evans is making catches upon catches that no normal human should make, which makes the first half even stand out even more because of how little he tried in it. So I don't get it. I don't get who Mike Evans is as a player. And I know it's his, you know, retirement tour in Buccaneers gear, as he won't be a Buccaneer next year. Be playing somewhere else. But I just, I don't know. I really, really thought the Buccaneers could win that game, and I know I picked uh, Philadelphia to beat them. But I don't know. Going into the game, I really felt like it was going to be the Buccaneers' night, and then they let me down. And then the Saints, on the other hand, they won a game. For three and a half quarters and i mean won a game it wasn't even close they were beating the brakes off of the green bay packers for three and a half quarters but then i, I don't i don't really know what happened the wheels fell off the defense couldn't stop a nosebleed they forgot how to do anything and on offense they couldn't hold on to the ball and then they lost on a missed field goal and it felt really off like the Packers fans, even as I clearly live in Wisconsin, and Diesel is obviously a big Packer fan, the Packers fans themselves, even all week, have just been like, I can't believe we won that game. And that's not how Packer fans usually talk. Packers fans are very resolute and always, we are a great team and we deserve this victory. 
Even Packer fans are admitting that they stole this game from the Saints. So which team is going to show up for either of these squads? Is it going to be the Buccaneers of weeks one and two and semi the second half of Philly? Or is it going to be the first half Buccaneers from this past Monday night? And with the Saints, like is, is Jameis Winston, like is he going to be Jameis Winston or is he going to be Jameis Winston? That's, it's all it comes down to. Without Derek Carr, who's definitely not going to be playing with that shoulder injury, they go back to Jameis, who now can actually see. He's had his eye surgery, but they don't have a coach. They don't have anyone playing running back. And just feels like I am talking myself into it, and I am, even though I know it's dumb because it's in the Superdome, but screw it. Give me the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's go, Baker. I'm still riding with you for fantasy football the rest of the year because you know what? As I said, week four, sticking to my guns. Bang, bang. Next, we have at noon the... Uh, I didn't update the records for this one, but I know at the 2-1 and one Washington Commanders traveling to the 3-0 and Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia is favored by seven, the 44-and-a-half-point over-under. Yes, if you watch Monday Night Football, as I said, Philadelphia looked really good. I think there are three really – I think there are two great teams in the NFL – so far this season and one really good team and everyone else is below them and i think that the really good team is the eagles they tampa bay couldn't do anything against them they tried to mount a comeback at the end the eagles are just too good and that rugby scrum should be illegal because it's just not fair to the defense. And I will preach all day about how we need to make it more even balance for defense versus offense. And this is one of them that we need to just get out of there. I don't think we need to talk much about this game. The commanders laid an egg against the Bills on Sunday. And it was just kind of embarrassing. I think that the Eagles are going to win this game by 17. I just don't think that Commanders are as good as I was hoping they were going to be. I just don't care about the commies anymore. You, you, that, this team, I, it's another team that's burned me a lot. I've, I put a lot of faith into them. And then the minute I do, it blows up in my face every single freaking time. I'm done. So I'm done with them. I'm done with the commies. I think Sam Howell is not the answer at quarterback. And I was right to think that earlier. And then I was fooled into thinking he may be. And I'm going back the other way. I'm going back to my original guns. And Sam Howell is trash. Philly is not trash. They are a very, very, very good team. But I am going to take this time to just say and put my two cents on it. The Philly push play while the rules say that it's okay, it's just a bunch of malarkey. Now, I know people say, oh, they should just get stronger or whatever. Someone's going to get seriously hurt on that play one of these times. I mean, just the offensive linemen throwing their bodies at the other guys, the defender's legs like that. It's just, 
someone's gonna get hurt like we're gonna get to a point and it's the bubble's gonna pop and i legitimately can't wait for it because i hate that play so much and that's even with it being such a great play for fantasy football it makes jalen hurts the greatest fantasy quarterback every single year because of the push but i hate it i hate it so very very much i think it's a lame lame play and i just i really hope they ixnay it very soon but yes, I'm I'm going with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, looks like currently Philly is a eight point favorite right now. And you know what? Bonus lock of the week. Hammer it. I mean, who this commies team just? I know it's a division game, and last year when these two teams played, the commies came out and got the victory on Sunday Night Football. But you know what? Taylor Henneke ain't here no more. It's Sam Howell, and I just watched that game against the Buffalo Bills, who made the Buffalo Bills defense, who is a solid defense, don't get me wrong. They looked like the culmination of every one of the greatest NFL defenses of all time, wrapped into one, playing on the field against the Commanders last week, because that's how bad Sam Howell made them look. I just think that the Commanders are a floundering team. Riverboat Ron is about to get fired, and I don't know if he'll make it through the whole season. If the season keeps going like this. So once again, bonus lock of the week. Hammer the Eagles. I just don't see why you wouldn't. We have our next game at noon. The 0-3 Minnesota Vikings traveling to the 0-3 Carolina Panthers. Minnesota is a three-point favorite. I don't really have much to say about this game. I think that... This is the game Minnesota needs. I think that Carolina is too much in rebuilding mode. Um, Bryce Young, is he playing? Is it going to be the Red Rocket Andy Dalton? I I don't know for sure. I think that I saw a stat this morning for Kirk Cousins saying he was an average about 6,400 passing yards, 51 touchdown passes, 11 touchdowns, and – uh, 0-17 season. That's what he's on pace for right now. So with that, I think that the Vikings are clearly better than the Panthers. And I'm going to go with Chad's theory. They're going to win this game, but by more than one possession because they're not going to be able to win a one-possession game this year because it's karma. And I can't think of any other team that deserves it more than the Minnesota Vikings. Moving on... If I didn't say who I picked, I'm picking the Vikings. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, so I'm still right. I, I told you guys that I didn't, I say that Minnesota will not win a one score game this year. And I said that San Diego, I'm just gonna call him San Diego, would win in a blowout. The game turned into a one score game and the Chargers won. And Minnesota dropped to 0 and 3 in one score games. This week, though, they got the Carolina Panthers. And I'm pretty sure that it'll probably still be the good old Red Rifle starting. And you know what that means, folks? That means Bronze Lock of the Week! Hammer the Carolina Panthers, who right now are getting three and a half points. That's right, folks. Carolina doesn't even have to win the game. They just have to not lose by more than a field goal. And you know what? That doesn't matter because Carolina 
is winning this game. Folks, there is something rotten in Minnesota. And they're they're broken. They can't hold on to the ball. They can't finish drives. They can't score on the easy plays when they should score. And they can't get out of their own damn way. It's going to be real funny watching them drop to 0-4. And then the real talks are going to begin because do the Vikings become sellers? Because the Vikings have a lot of guys' contracts who are coming up and not a lot of pieces for the future. Or do they just, you know, full-on tank and wait for the Caleb Williams train for next year? I don't care. I don't know. I'm just enjoying watching the Minnesota Vikings just lose these games and just feel so right and smart because sometimes the best thing to be able to tell someone is i told you so and you know what vikings fans told you so give me carolina bronze lock of the week <laughs> suck it vikings just suck it moving on to the next game at noon the final noon game is the two and one pittsburgh steelers traveling to the one and two Houston Texans. The Steelers are favored by three and a half with a 41 point over under. I was surprised by Houston last week. I mean, not surprised. I thought they played pretty well in week one against Baltimore. Um, I felt I mean, they didn't do too bad against Indianapolis either. I, they're in rebuilding mode but i think through three weeks cj stroud has looked pretty good and i think that they may have their quarterback of the future finally i just but i also really still am on high on pittsburgh i like kenny pickett i like george pickens and it's just insane to me how successful mike tomlin has been throughout his whole tenure and he's in the 17th season it's also insane to me in the last 56 years They've had three head coaches, the Steelers. It's unheard of. We'll never see that again. I like the Steelers in this game just because I think that they're better. D'Amico Ryans as a first-year head coach, I think he's going to be outcoached by Mike Tomlin. I just think that the Pittsburgh is going to outlast Houston. And I would say even probably by only a field goal, and I want to give props to Boswell, the kicker for Pittsburgh. I think he's underrated and should be in the conversation for best kicker in the league. He's not the best kicker in the league. We all know that's Justin Tucker, but I think Boswell deserves to be in that conversation. That's just my opinion. So wait, is who? which one of these teams is actually any good? I, I just, I'm very confused as to what's going on the Steelers got a victory against the Raiders so that I just shouldn't even count at this point I I legitimately don't know how Josh McDaniel still has a job we're not talking about the Raiders though we're talking about the Steelers and Mike Tomlin found a way to steal that victory on just another horrendous offensive performance I the Steelers offense Matt Canada just needs to get fired really bad and Every time they win, it just saves his job a little bit longer. And then you got the Houston Texans, who wrecked. And, and not just beat, they wrecked the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
they had a, a freaking fullback return a kickoff for more than 70 yards. It was the largest man who's ever returned a kickoff that far for a touchdown in the 100 years of NFL history. And the Houston Texans did it against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I, I, I really don't know. Once again, this is another one of those. This is a really, really weird week of NFL action. And I'm a little upset that I'm not getting to just talk about this or talk this through with Diesel face-to-face, air quotes. But I just have to make a choice. And I guess on that note, my choice in this game, I am, I'm sticking with Mike Tomlin. I've, I've been resolute about that I believe in the Steelers. I don't think this... Offense is going to figure it out at all, but that defense is still so darn good. And Mike Tomlin just, he's got enough catchphrases and little witty anachronisms that I just, I love the guy and I, I root for Mike Tomlin. And now that all the players that I used to hate aren't on the Steelers, I, I can root for the team and I don't like it, but I'm rooting for the Steelers this week. So give me the Steelers on the road against the Houston Texans. I, what a weird week of NFL action. Next, we have at 305 on Sunday, the one and two Las Vegas Raiders traveling to the one and two Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers are favored by four and a half with a 50 and a half point over under. Josh McDaniels is an idiot. I've said it before on here. We all know that. Man can't count. He literally said down by eight. He won. He went for the field goal with two minutes left in the game because they needed two possessions. Um, no, you didn't. You had a touchdown and a two-point conversion. You tie the game, then you hold them. Even if you missed on fourth down, you still have them backed up at the 12-yard line. It, the odds... They just don't add up. You're an idiot. You should be fired for that decision. But then again, he's playing Brandon Staley this week. It's just ineptitude in its finest between these two coaches. I do have the Chargers winning this game. Uh, Poor Mike Williams going down. I mean, after that nice trick play touchdown he had, um, uh, torn ACL, that's not good. At least it's early enough in the season that hopefully he'll be back and ready to go at the start of next season. I still think the Chargers are better. I think that the Chargers are going to win this game by 10 points. I think Josh McDaniels is on the hot seat. He should be on the hot seat, and I wouldn't be surprised to see some uh, names on the training block from the Raiders here in the next coming weeks. That being said, I got the Chargers in this game. Uh, I, I don't want to talk about this game. I don't. I don't really. I don't really know what to say about it. Uh, I will hem and haw about the fact that I had to play against Keenan Allen in multiple fantasy leagues last week, and even without actually catching a touchdown, still managed to score fifty points basically in all the leagues. So, yeah, had a real bad week in fantasy football this past week, folks. And still licking my wounds. Because I also played against the man on the other team, Devontae Adams. Two of the top scoring players in fantasy last week. And I played against them both in multiple leagues. Really sucked. So, I don't know. I'm not really feeling like talking about this game. I uh, I think 
both of these teams are fundamentally flawed somehow in some way. And I think it really starts at the top with both of their head coaches being just not good at their jobs. I think that I guess I trust Brandon Staley more. That sounds dirty to say. So I'm going to, I'm going to flip reverse it. And I'm going to say that I trust Justin Herbert more. I don't really like that one either. Uh, maybe Austin Eckler will be back. I do trust Austin Eckler, but Mike Williams is out for the year with an ACL. But Devontae Adams came out and said that he, um, you know what? I'm on the Devontae Adams bandwagon for coming to the Patriots either by midseason or next year. So give me the Chargers and boat race their bitch asses so that Devontae gets even more angry and demands a trade. While he would probably shut down a trade to New England at this time, still be nice. So, yes, let me have the Chargers and let's go Devontae to come to New England. Moving on, 325. Yeah, oh, I feel bad for Chad for this one. They got a really tough slate the first quarter of this season. The one and two New England Patriots taking on the two and one Dallas Cowboys. Dallas is favored by seven with a 41 and a half point over under. I mean, imagine if Aaron Rodgers didn't get hurt in week one and was playing last week for the Jets. Man, the Patriots. Uh, they really pissed somebody off, and I think it's just – that's also karma. I'm sorry, Chad. I mean, you know it. We've talked about it. It's karma. You win all those championships. You go to all those Super Bowls. Karma. Um, yeah, I, I just – I don't think that New England's going to come into Dallas after Dallas was upset by Arizona last week. And – Arizona's not as bad as we thought. Josh Dobbs looked really good. James Conner is still a really good back. It's, I mean, I'm su was surprised by the win, but I also wasn't surprised by the win after the, what they did in the first two weeks. Uh, but that being said, Dallas is now pissed off, and they're at home. I just think that uh, New England's walking into a buzzsaw. We're going to get a 10-point win by Dallas. Sorry, Chad. Maybe next year. Oof. <laughs> well, I guess we can. I'll start talking about Dallas first because they lost to the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona fighting chickens. I mean, I, I don't really know what to say about that. It, it was hard to watch. Uh, Joshua Dobbs just absolutely tear up this vaunted defense of the Dallas Cowboys. And on the other end, the Patriots, we beat the Jets. We won, but it was, it was way too close. It was way too close in a game where I don't think Zach Wilson threw for 150 yards. If I don't have the stats in front of me, but. I'm pretty sure that he might have thrown for like 120 at the most. Maybe a few more. And the game was still only 15 to 10. With the Jets having a shot to win it on a Hail Mary. And once again, almost giving me heart attacks. I really don't like this New England team. And last time that New England played Dallas and I was out of town. I was out of town for a wedding. And that game went to overtime, and I almost had a heart attack. And they lost. And once again, this game is in Dallas. 
It's almost like we're just having the same game over. But because I am a glutton for punishment, and I really hate picking against my own team, I am going to take New England to win this game. And I don't like it. I, I, I don't like it at all. But I do think that Dak Prescott might be broken. And that offensive line of Dallas is very nicked up. And if the Patriots can do one thing, we can play defense. So if the game is low scoring, I got the Patriots. Now, if Dallas finds a way to break this game open, then there's no shot in hell that Mac Jones could come back. Because, fun fact, folks, in Mac Jones' career, he has never once had a fourth quarter comeback in an NFL game. So yeah, if we go on to the fourth quarter and we're down by any points, we're going to lose. But I don't care. I'm going to take New England to win this game because I'm hopeful and I won't be watching it. And usually when I don't watch them, they do better. So we're going to play by that logic. And I'm not going to watch the game at all. And the Patriots are going to beat the Dallas Cowboys. And the media are going to have a field day with it. Because you know how the media love to feast upon Dallas when they suck. So yes. Give me the New England Patriots. And I'm sure Diesel thought I was going to talk a lot longer in this little segment for myself, but I just really, really hate Mac Jones. And I don't I don't need to keep harping on it, but I freaking hate Mac Jones so very much. He is terrible. But New England's going to win this game. Woo! Next we have for the last afternoon slate games on Sunday, we have the 1-2 and two Arizona Cardinals traveling to the 3-0 San Francisco 49ers. San Francisco is favored by 14 points with a 39.5 point over under. Yeah, I don't think there's we have to talk about this one that much. I think San Francisco is that good. They're one of those teams that I said are great. I This being a division game worries me a little bit. And with the way Arizona has been playing, but I just don't think any team is going to be able to keep up with San Francisco. I mean, I'm sure they'll lose a the game, maybe two. I just don't think it's this week. I just don't think that Arizona has the firepower. They might be able to for a little while keep up with them, but I think eventually San Francisco is going to pull away on this one. And 14 points sounds pretty good to me. I got San Francisco, no doubt about it in my mind, in this game. So if this game would have occurred before last week, it would be a lot less interesting to talk about. But because it did occur after the Cardinals beat the Cowboys, I'm sure that Vegas lines and people are probably going pretty crazy over this game as it is a minus 14, which is, that is so many points. That's two touchdowns. I think 80% of NFL games are determined by a three points or less. So for it to be a two touchdown spread, wild. A, staying the hell away from this game. Terrifies me. I don't I don't like big spreads, and I won't lie. <laughs> sure, there's a joke in there somewhere, but I'm not going to take the time to make it. I really, really, I'm not going to bet on this game. But once again, as I've said before, this is week four, and I'm sticking to my guns. Bang, bang. I can't pick against San Francisco. In good conscience, they are the best team in the NFL right now. It feels like without any doubts. It's as Diesel texted to me uh, during Sunday's football games. So Miami, San Francisco, Super Bowl, 
And at this point, it's truly what it feels like. So I'm not picking against San Francisco, but I'm not going to bet on this game either. If I was going to bet anything, I would take a bonus lock. I would hammer this over at 44. I think that either San Francisco can score that many points on their own, or if it's actually a game, San Fran will have to contend with this Joshua Dobbs-led offense that looks somehow better than it did when Kyler Murray was there. So I don't know. I don't I don't like it, but I think it's a smart play to put a bonus lock on the over. And then for our picks, I am 100% taking San Francisco. So moving on to Sunday Night Football. Oh, this game would have been great if uh, Aaron Rodgers wouldn't have got here. We got the two and one Kansas City Chiefs traveling to the one and two New York Giants. And yeah, like I said, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes would have been awesome. It hasn't happened before. Every other time that the Packers matched up against the Chiefs, Rodgers was out or Mahomes was out. And once again, it's not going to happen. I really wish they could flex this game out of Sunday Night Football because of the fact that I just think it's going to be a slaughter by Kansas City. Zach Wilson is not good. Uh, they're, they're screwed. I just don't know why they just don't bring somebody else in. The Cardinals traded for Josh Dobbs right before the season started. He wasn't in camp with the Cardinals, and look what he's doing with them. They can't find a Josh Dobbs. They can't find somebody better than Zach Wilson. I call malarkey on that one. I call you're not trying very hard, and I say that maybe Nathaniel Hackett isn't as good as we thought he was. I mean, look what he did last year for Denver. Maybe Aaron Rodgers was just that good in uh, Green Bay, and maybe Nathaniel Hackett got lucky when he was with Jacksonville. But I got Kansas City winning this game. I don't think we need to talk about by how much because I don't think the Jets even stand a chance. So Taylor Swift is apparently the biggest star in the entire world right now. And Travis Kels just going to ride that wave. Jersey sales up 500%. Gained over my God almost a half million subscribers on Instagram. It's just wild. I I don't dislike Taylor Swift and I don't love Taylor Swift, but I just don't understand how she has this much power over everyone in the world. Oh, I'm obviously taking Kansas City. I don't, I don't think that's even a question. I feel bad for the Jets. The Jets are a cursed, cursed organization. And as Diesel said, ever since they sold their, Joe Namath sold his soul to win that Super Bowl way back when they're still paying for it. And it's, I guess they still got a little let longer on this contract of being terrible. Man, they are just cursed team. Hey, Zach Wilson, you're bad. You are bad at football. And I don't know how you were a first round draft pick. Once again, I don't play in the NFL. I'm not working for the NFL. I don't coach in the NFL and I'm not a scout for the NFL, but it feels like someone should have known this kid's actually not very good. I don't know, though. Once again, I'm not a doctor. Kansas City, all the way. I don't care that they're on the road. I think that this Jets defense isn't as good as we all thought it was. I think it's still, it's pretty darn good. But I don't think it's as good as we all think it is. And I think Kansas City might put on another show 
against another subpar team. They just, you know, boat raced the Chicago Bears. So I'm sure Swifty will be there in another press box to enjoy the game. And you know what? I guess that's just the way it is. So call me maybe after Kansas City wins another game. And something I find interesting for Monday Night Football is this is the second time this year that Sunday Night Football and Monday Night Football are both taking place from MetLife Stadium because we have the Owen. No, not an update. The oh man, I'm a fool. We have the two and one Seattle Seahawks traveling to the one and two New York Giants. Seattle is favored by one and a half with a 45 point over under. I have Seattle in this game. I like Seattle. I think Gino is, I really love his career resurgent here in Seattle. I love the fact that he's, for the most part, he's out playing Russell Wilson, uh, makes him look like a genius for that trade. I mean, they already looked really good after what we already know, but I, I like Seattle. I don't think the Giants are very good. I think both, games in MetLife, the home crowd is going to go home disappointed. And it's just the way it's got to be. I'm sorry. I, I like Seattle in this game. I have Seattle winning this game by 10. Well, this game is certainly far more interesting now. I really, really don't think that the Giants are any good, especially without Saquon Barkley. And I think I'm just fully selling all stock on them. I think that last year was a flash in the pan. And I don't get me wrong. I think that their coach, uh, Gable, is a great, great coach. I really do. And I think that he will do better in the future. But right now, they still have a very subpar team as a whole when you go position by position, player by player. And without Saquon Barkley, this offense doesn't go. And that defense also ain't very good. And then you got Seattle, who that defense doesn't look like Seattle's defense anymore. But holy shit, that offense has turned into an old school buzzsaw. With Kent Walker III, Charbonnet, you know, Met, geez, DK Metcalf just out there with broken ribs, doesn't matter. Tyler Lockett, the ageless wonder. Jackson Smith and Jigwa and did I say that wrong? I don't know. I'm very bad with names lately. I can't say people's names correctly, so I apologize if I mispronounce any names. But I love Seattle in this game. This is a bonus lock of the week for sure. Take Seattle, who right now, according to my thing, is getting points at plus one and a half, which is absolutely ridiculous to me. Seattle is coming off yet another victory. And the Giants, I know they have a little bit of extra rest, but they got housed by the San Francisco 49ers. And Saquon is still probably not playing this week. So, yeah, I don't know why they would be getting points. Give me the Seattle Sea Chickens. I'm still not a believer in them. Truly am not. I think that they are going to be third in their division. But that's okay. That still means I can believe in them this week against a non-division foe. Let's go Sea Chickens. Uh, I don't know if Diesel remembered to do this, so I'm throwing this in here just in case. Social media stuff, folks. And I just threw my little fidget spinner out of my hand. Uh, make sure you're following Diesel uh, at these spots. Make sure you're following me at these spots. 
Uh, make sure you're following the podcast and all the other great podcasts that we produce here at Visionaries Global Media at these spots down here. Uh, make sure you're like, commenting, sharing, and subscribing. And also in the comments, make sure to tell me uh, which one of my pops you like the most because there's uh, some new ones up as well. How do you like the Resident Evil sign that I put up over here? I like it a lot. That It actually lights up, but it looks kind of crappy on film. So I don't have it on right now. But yes, thank you so much for listening. I will send it back to Diesel to close out the show as he is the true host. But yes, next week we will be back to normal. Can't wait for it. Bet some money and buy from me. And that is all of Diesel's picks for this week. I Final thoughts. Script writing is real in the NFL, I'm telling you. And there's a lot of games here. And I just i am fully expecting next week to be in the lead. Beating Chad because my time is coming. I won this last year. I'm going to win it again. That's my final thoughts. It's also weird doing this by myself. I don't know how to end this thing, but that's nothing new because that's what always happens when I do this thing. So I'm just going to say bye and maybe go watch some football. This has been a Visionaries Global Media production. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale.